If you know me at all, you know that I love to plan and set goals and then do everything I can to achieve them. But I know that's not the case for everybody. So I thought that today would be an amazing opportunity for us to talk with someone who excels in this area. If you are somebody that feels stressed and overwhelmed by the idea of having to set your goals to start with, or you just aren't sure how to actually achieve those goals, Danielle McGue is going to have a solution for you. Today we're chatting about how to create goals that work for you, set rituals around them so that you can make them go, and allow for work-life balance at the same time. Sound amazing? I think so too. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to the Mama Business Podcast. Are you ready to grow your business from home but aren't sure where to start? Do you find yourself searching for how to get more clients, increase engagement, or set up your online systems? Do you worry that you'll fail or give up when the babysitter cancels again? (laughs) Hey, I'm Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a corporate gal turned entrepreneur. For years, I chased the idea that building a successful business meant neglecting my family. I wasted way too much money and time. After a full-blown burnout, I realized I needed to focus on a marketing strategy that worked for me, not the other way around, and I can't wait to share that same strategy with you. In this podcast, you'll find easy to implement growth strategies so that you can grow your business without the guesswork. So strap that kid into the stroller or grab that lukewarm coffee and let's get started. This is Mama Business. to another episode of the Mama Business Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley, and today I am super excited to have Danielle McGue joining me. Danielle is a professor, a mom, and a recovering overachiever, and she has 18 years of experience teaching. She loves to help other people, love learning, and she has a knack for guiding people as they gain understanding about themselves. She has courses on planning in nine hospitals in the Midwest and has developed courses and workshops that have served over 3,000 people. Her podcast, Plan Goal Plan, now guides women as they create simple, sustainable, and impactful practices that support a life full of joy, ease, and confidence. And we are so blessed to get to chat with her today on this podcast. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into that interview with Danielle. Well, hey, Danielle, I'm so excited to have you here and really just looking forward to our conversation today. But I'd love you to, um, my my listeners just heard a little bit about you, but I'd love for you to be able to just go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, how you got started in business and kind of what it looks like now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm honored to be here. So I kind of got into business a little bit by accident. I am a teacher by trade. I am a professor at the University of Northern Iowa. And I, you know, I went through kind of my own little crisis. Um, So when I was probably around 35, I hit some of my really big goals in life and had this moment where I was like, oh, cool. What's next? What I have a lot of years ahead of me. What is it that I want to do? And In trying to figure some of those things out, I became really obsessed with planning and stickers and pens and post-it notes and goal setting. And I found that I really enjoyed sharing that with other people. So I started doing planning workshops on campus 
and the word got out and I'd have these like planning parties at the start of each semester. And then the athletes asked me to come and do it with the athletes. And before I knew it, I was doing it all over campus. I was offering these workshops and then people in my community were starting to ask me to come in and share with them. And actually even during, um, during the pandemic, a hospital contacted me and asked me to put together a planning workshop for them. And so I did it. And I, well, actually it was an online, almost like an online course. And so I did that for them. And y'all, I never thought to charge people for any of this work. Like I was just doing it because I love it. And, you know, at one point I told one of my friends all of this stuff that I was doing and they're like, you're not charging people, you schmuck, you schmuck. <laughs> and so I, at that point, realized that this was a thing that I could do more fully. And I formed an LLC and, you know, I started a podcast um, called Plan Goal Plan in January of this year. And now I'm I'm doing it. I I, I have a business. It's weird to say it's weird to say that still, but I do have a business and uh, it's been a joy and it's been a really cool way to connect with people. And I hope I really hope I'm serving people through my business, too. That is such a cool story. And I think it's interesting that a lot of times we get to that spot in our lives, right, where we're like, what's next? But we don't realize that the thing that that is making us. I don't want to say joyful, but the thing that really lights us up in our life, right, is something that other people need too. And that just, it sometimes to us, it feels very simple, right? Like you said, you're doing workshops and you were just having maybe fun with it, right? And it was just something that you enjoyed doing. And yet people need that and they are willing to pay for it. And I think that as mom and business owners, especially, that's such a cool thing to hear that this is kind of the progression that got you where you are now. Absolutely. And it was so empowering to realize that I had skills, you know, that were transferable from the job that I did full time into other places and that I could that I could make money and that I, I could take ownership over that. That was wildly empowering for me. Oh, I'm guessing. Yes, absolutely. It's very cool. So you are the goal queen. That's but I'm going to call you because I, and you, I love goals. I talk about goals all the time on the podcast. I think that they are so important to the success of our businesses and our lives in general, but you talk a little bit about choosing goals. And I'd love to know, um, especially for that mom out there that is just like, oh, it's so overwhelming to choose goals or thinking about how to actually you know, like say them out loud, you know, like how do you choose goals that don't stress you out? What do you suggest Ooh. to you? Yeah. So what's really interesting is a lot of the people that I work with are, you know, go-getters and they want to set goals, but they're also struggling because they feel like they already have enough pressure in their lives. And so they feel like, oh, if I'm going to set goals, I'm just going to add pressure to my already pressure, pressure filled life. And so one of the things that I really encourage people to do is to rethink what we think goals are. So when we think about goals, a lot of times we do think about big achievement, but you can set goals that, you know, add joy to your life, that are delightful, that are a little bit silly. So you can have, you can set goals that are, um, last summer I set some goals with my kids and we decided that we were going to go to the pool 26 times 
And we, I think, went around the lazy river in the pool like 67 times or something ridiculous like that. And so goals can be joyful. A goal could be I'm going to create more space for my friendships. And so I'm going to have lunch with a friend every single week. A goal can be I'm going to have a mini date with my husband. A goal can be I am going to put stickers in my planner every single week when I do my planning ritual. So goals, so one way that you can relieve some of the stress of goals is to change what you think goals have to look like and you can make delightful goals. And the other thing that I would sort of say around that too is if you don't want to get stressed out by goals, don't have too many of them. In fact, I think that you are more likely to be um, fulfilled in the goals that you set if you choose, you know, maybe two or three at a time that you're focusing on and then let the rest go. You have time, you will get to the other things, trust that and just focus in on a few things at once. And that will give you the space to really focus, to really feel like you're making a difference. And the truth is, is if, if every three months you accomplished three goals, over the course of the year, you would hit about 12 and that would be, that would be amazing. Like, so, you know, a little, little by little, little by little, you can do it. One step at a time. That's how I, we talk about taking action. You just have to take action one step at a time. And that's where you see those big results for sure. I love the idea of creating those joyful goals though. And I think that a lot of times when we are talking about goals, like you said, we forget that that's that's the purpose, right? Isn't the purpose to create goals so we can achieve something that we really want to achieve that's going to better our lives or make us feel better. And so I love to create personal goals in that way. Like my husband and I are going to go out on a date once a month or whatever it is. Childcare is hard for us. So, you know, maybe other people get to do it once a week, but for us, like just those fun goals. And I love the idea of doing the, the summer goals because I've got kids too. And so, and all everybody on this podcast is listening for most part has kids. So what a great idea to put that in as a goal. Love yeah. That. And I think that you can have those fun goals in your work life as well. So I think that, you know, I had a goal to send a funny text message to one of my coworkers every single day. And that was just a way that, you know, what are the relationships that I want to cultivate at work? It might be, um, I want to send an email um, offering a bit of gratitude to someone that I work with, or it might be, you know, I want to do something really ridiculous in the workplace that they'll let me do. So it might be that I want to have a planning party and I want to bring stickers for everyone that's part of it. But I mean, you know, I have my own, you know, weird job, but I think that there are spaces even in our work life mm -hmm. to insert some play and some joy and that that will actually help create healthier um, working environments for, for you and for the people that you work with. Absolutely. Love that. So you talk a little bit about creating rituals and I heard you say that here as you were just talking, but you talk a little bit about creating those rituals so that you can make your goals go. I'd kind of love to know what that's about and yeah, sure. Yeah. So rituals is a thing that I actually study um, in my in my professor job. It's something that I have been really fascinated with. And the way that I would explain it is this. We have habits and habits are actions that we want to become 
unconscious over time. So you do it over and over again, but it becomes so easy. You don't even have to think about it. When I think about a routine, a routine is a series of habits that you've put together. So again, it's still unconscious. You want it to be really easy. When I think about a ritual, the thing that separates a ritual from a routine is that you want it to stay easy, but you want to stay present and mindful for it. And a ritual also is transformative. So when we think about rituals, you might think about marriage or, you know, some of these big celebrations or life moments where you are transitioning from one, um, maybe, so maybe from being a kid into a teenager or a teenager into an adult. So we have some rituals that mark that or graduation is a huge ritual, right? <laughs> um, it marks that you've completed something. And so a ritual should transform us. So it should move us from one state to another. So if you are working on creating personal or even um, organizational rituals, you need to name what's the state that I'm in and what's the state that I want to transition to. And then you decide on a series of actions that you are going to complete to move you from one state to the other. So if we just take like a morning routine, that's an easy one. Maybe you wake up and you're cranky. <laughs> you are not a morning person and you want to transform yourself into someone with energy that is excited for the day and is delightful to be around. <laughs> and so you might create, um, maybe that means you need to play some pump you up music. Maybe it means that you need to get your coffee, <laughs> you know? Um, but you might come up with a series of things that are going to lead you from sleepiness and crankiness to awake and cheerfulness. And so part of that, too, is that rituals often evoke our senses. So when you create a ritual, you want to name where you start, the state that you start in, the state that you end in. You're going to create a series of things to do that in. And as you do that, you want to evoke your senses. And so... Uh, when we think about weddings, when we think about uh, graduations, there might be sounds, music that we hear at graduation. There might be the lighting of candles at a wedding or the putting out of candles. So you want to choose some different things that you can do to evoke your senses. So I actually like to be cuddly and calm in the morning. And so I have a blanket in the space that I'm working that I always put over me. And in fact, that's the very first thing that I do when I set, sit down and that sets off my ritual. So uh, a ritual should transform you. It should evoke your senses and say, hey, let's be present right now. You're smelling things, you're feeling things, you're hearing things. Be present for this moment. Don't be unconscious through it. And um, you also wanna have a clear start and a clear finish. So how are you going to start your ritual? How are you going to end it? And you want to make sure that's really clear. And then, you know, go for it and be transformed. I love that. I love that idea. So as somebody is like maybe playing this out within their working life, what would, you know, what would be a good example? Because I know we, we talked about that or you talked about the morning example, but what would it look like maybe as a business example? Yeah. Like if somebody's sitting down. So let's say you're holding a meeting. You might think about what the purpose of a meeting is and if you could turn your meetings into rituals. Mm -hmm. And one way that you might do that is go, okay, what is the state that we are entering this meeting in and how do I want us to end it? 
So if maybe we are entering this meeting as stressed out individuals <laughs> in our jobs, and at the end, you want there to be a feeling of collectiveness, of collaboration, then you need to find some ways to move people through that. And so you might start your meeting and think about what is a question that I can do that invites participation and collaboration right from the beginning, as opposed to me maybe saying, all right, our three tasks for today are these things. Instead, you say, um, you know, let's talk about something that's new and good, and let's take a moment to go around, and we're going to recognize each other as whole humans, and um, so if your new and good is related to your job, that's wonderful. If it's related to your personal life, um, we welcome that here too, right? And so you could start out with something like that. In terms of evoking the senses, you might have um, a sound. Um, I There's those little like, oh, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's used for meditation or yoga, but like you can go around, you like can put a, it's like a bowl and you move a little like spoon or something around it. I don't know. I've actually never used it, but if, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't, but it, it sounds interesting. <laughs> um, well, you can make a sound. Maybe you can yeah. ring a bell. I'll just take something that's easy. You could <laughs> ring a bell and maybe that starts it. Or maybe you play a song that pumps up the energy at the start of a meeting. And then maybe you close the meeting with something as well. Um, or maybe it's that you always have food at the meeting. You pass around. It's a little Hershey kiss at the start of the meeting. And you can offer it as a gratitude. But you're evoking some sort of sense. And you're that that is done to say, I'm inviting you to be present and in your body and paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so there are ways that you can take these rituals and you can apply it in an organizational setting. And a lot of that really does depend on the work environment that you're in and the work environment that you want to create. And to recognize that you do have some agency in your workplaces to make the workplace the place that you want to work. Yes, absolutely. And I think that this can be applied outside, like a lot of my listeners are, you know, solopreneurs. So they're working by themselves, that type of thing. I think this can be applied to any aspect of your business as far as sitting down and getting motivated to move in a different direction from whatever you're doing or whatever you've just done to whatever you are, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish as far as your goals or your tasks for the day or anything along those lines. Yeah. It's really common for people to have like a startup ritual, So when you start your workday, how do I transition, especially if you're at home and you're a solopreneur, like, how do I, I'm still in my house, how do I transition from home and mom life to I'm going to work now and to have a ritual that invites that and says, this is the time to work and this is the time to focus is really, really helpful. And so you can make that startup ritual that gets you in the, that gets you in the zone and really helps you transition from momming to working. Absolutely. I love this. I love this. Thank you for giving us those examples. I think that that's super effective and helpful. Um, So we've talked about rituals. We've talked about creating goals that don't stress you out. And I'm just wondering, like, for those that have big goals, okay, and I know that you have big goals, but is it actually possible to have work-life balance at the same time? And if so, what does that look like? So my answer is probably not satisfying. <laughs> so my answer is sort of, right? Um, even the phrase work life is really interesting to me because you have work over here and then life. And life is a lot, mm-hmm. right? So that includes our health. It includes our faith practices. It includes our friends, our families, our communities. 
It includes our, our physical spaces. And so the idea that we're lumping all of those things together that is life and then work is, um, it's a lot. And what I would say is I do think that you can have something that feels fulfilling and feels like balance, but I do think that it means also making choices about what matters right now. Mm -hmm. And so I do think if you are trying to launch a business and you're trying to lose 50 pounds and you're trying to declutter your entire home and you want to be present for your kids, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I do think that if you said, hey, right now I'm launching a business and I know that my health is important and I'm going to get to it. But right now, you know, the best that I can do is just make sure that I'm cooking at home. I don't know if it's going to be healthy. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm going to make it myself instead of eating out. And that's what I can commit to right now. I think that's okay. And if that gives you a feeling like you're at least doing something to move you in the right direction there, even if it's not fast, and even if it isn't like full scale, I'm meal planning, I'm tracking my macros, I'm exercising every day, that if you just have a little something that is um, meeting your needs in that area, the best that you can in that moment, and recognizing, hey, in three months, I'm going to give this my full attention. I think that you can work on that business once it starts to um, hit a rhythm, then you can really focus on that, that weight goal, that health goal. And I think that you'll find that if you give each its attention when you can, that that's actually better than trying to do everything all at once, not as well as you would like. A hundred percent and totally agree. And it's easy to get overwhelmed in doing all the things. I know that, you know, I think I like to think about it as uh, you're going on a diet, like you said, right? And if you're going to try to do it all, you're going to try to cut sugar and you're going to try to cut dairy or all the, all the things all at once. You can do that maybe for a little while, but then you get overwhelmed and suddenly you want all of those things or you're just giving up on everything. And so I think that that's such a, such a good reminder for all of us. So if there was one action step that mama business listeners could take today, or, you know, this week based on our discussion today, what would you want that to be? So I think a really great place to start is to every day name what matters. And this could be your one big thing. So sometimes people call it MIT, the most important thing. Sometimes people call it the one thing. Um, Other people have the daily top three, right? But if each day you can sit down and somewhere write down what matters today. At the end of today, if I could get these one to three things done, I would feel good about how I progressed. I think that that's a really great place to start. And then what you can do is over time, you've collected all of these, you know, one things. you can look down and you can say, hey, is there a pattern here? Am I actually doing the things that I'm writing down? If I'm not, why not? Um, And you can use that sort of as data that you collected on yourself to start making decisions moving forward. But I also think that just the act of sitting down and naming what matters every single day is really empowering. And you'd be surprised at how often the thing that really matters, you do tend to. Mm-hmm. I really do think we so often feel like we're not 
doing as good as we could at life. But when you actually start looking at the things that you have paid attention to, and especially as working mamas, how many things that we are tending to and caring for, it's actually quite incredible. And so give yourself a, you know, a pat on the back and see this as an activity that isn't just there so that you, you know, cause some people are like, oh, I don't want to write it down because then if I don't do it, I'm going to feel like a loser, right? Like, no, this is a way for you to honor what matters and to also give yourself recognition and celebration for honoring what ha- what matters to you. Love that. Thank you. Well, I would just love to have you take a moment to let everybody know where they can find you and potentially work with you if that's something they're interested in. I know you have a lot of a lot of amazing things to offer. Yeah. So the first place that you can find me is my podcast. It's called Plan Goal Plan, Plan and Set Goals with Purpose for Working Moms. And the other place that you can find me is, you know, you can also find me under Plan Goal Plan on Instagram. But one of the other things that you can do is you can head over to plangoalplan.etsy.com. And on there, I do have some uh, goal setting workbooks that I think are really helpful. They're really affordable. You can download them right away. There's a couple's goal setting workbook if you want to sit with your partner and set goals together. I think that that's a really important relationship building activity. But there's also one if you just want to go solo. And I also have some links for some free printable planners. So it's a planner pack that is free. And that's really great if you just want some tools that you can click print out and get you planning and get you reflecting and getting you naming what matters on a regular basis. Awesome. Yes, we'll make sure to get those into the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for all the value you provided to us today. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to chat with us. It was a joy. Wasn't Danielle fantastic? She has so much to offer when it comes to goals and this idea around goals. And I just really enjoyed our conversation. If you are dealing with big goals for your mama business this year, and one of those goals is to get your systems all set up and automated so that you're not wasting time, so you're not guessing what to do next, then I want to invite you to jump into the Mama Business Blueprint. It's open. It's ready for you to register. All you have to do is go to sarahbrumley.com slash blueprint and get yourself enrolled. I will walk you through everything you need to do in order to make sure that your system systems are ready, that you are ready, that your content marketing framework is ready to go so that you can attract your ideal clients without the guesswork. So once again, you can go to sarahbrumley.com slash blueprint. Alrighty, mama. Either way, I just want you to know that I am cheering you on. Have an amazing day and I will chat with you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.